This episode of Bonds Over Bands is brought to you by JerseyIsNaked.com. JerseyIsNaked.com is a fun place full of stories and personal antidotes by yours truly, Jersey. If you like that kind of thing, please log on today. Tired of hearing that, but whatever. <laughs> Yo, we back. taking our time. We back. We walking it down in the new year. Happy New Year. Alexa, power off. Stop. It's a Bonds Over Bands podcast. This is episode whatever. Y'all this can figure it out. This is episode 37 of the B.O.B. podcast. Wow. See your boys on point. Episode 37. I'm your humble host, Jersey. And I got my wonderful, amazing, fine-ass husband, Jay, here. And you can... Uh, and, and, and your accountability partner. And accountability partner. Keep, and keep you, me with that episode 37. That's that's facts. And you can follow us at Bonds Over Bands on Instagram. Uh, the website is coming. I'll get that done this weekend, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> barely. Um, and you can... Follow the hashtag, hashtag B.O.B. Podcast. And you can follow us individually, too. Bands. At J- Slick Talk J or at Jersey Snake. You can follow us. Yeah. All right. Come see what up. So Are now, we- if, in case you um, Somebody was asking me that we don't... Every, like, I forgot who that was. But um, don't... Don't... don't. I, this is... Uh, I don't even know what's going on with my voice today. But yeah, somebody had asked me about this the songs that we use to sage. So I'm gonna start introducing what the names of those songs are so you'll know and then you can go and add it to your playlist or whatever you want to do. So today's song we saged with was um Scenario and that was by Tribe Call Quest and the leaders of the new school. That's a late eighties, nineties yeah, it survived. Even though we didn't really get to the good part when Busta Rhymes came out. Oh, y'all didn't know Busta Rhymes was doing that. Yeah, Busta Rhymes was y'all definitely... Y'all didn't even know that. Busta Rhymes was... Y'all didn't know he was leaders of the new school. Yeah, but you know what? No one really knew that Busta Rhymes was going to be the breakout star because everybody was paying attention to Charlie Brown. Who's that Brown? What's up with Charlie Brown? Somebody well, need to find Charlie Brown. Well, that's what happened. We bring that energy. We're not coming tack! Tack! Yeah, um... I was born in the wrong time. Energy, energy, energy. I was definitely born in the wrong time. Energy, energy, energy. I'm like a huge Tribe fan. Huge. Well, I mean, Buster Rhymes told us in 95 that we had five years left. He was wrong. Yeah. Even though that went hard, though. Like, Extension Level Event was a dope-ass album. Yeah, but I mean, like, imagine if you, like, planned your life around Buster Rhymes telling you but he you was, had five years left. But, I mean, he didn't even believe it because when he was saying it, he was like, there's only five years left. <laughs> he was laughing. No, so but I don't he know. believed it, though. I don't know if he believed it. I think he believed it. But I think we all did. Like, if you I really, mean, but what a way to go out, though. really think back to, like, when we were turning into 2000, like, people were tripping. I wasn't. People were tripping a little bit. They were I like, wasn't. oh, my God, the computers are going to crash. Well, that part, my mom was, because she's in IT, so she was yeah. in IT at the time, so, you know, they were, they were ready for, because basically what was happening was is that the computer was the count. yeah the count was off so yeah. it was like it was like it wasn't prepared for the additional zero yeah we're not an IT podcast but yeah basically um they had two digit numbers on all of the operating code like across the entire country um and because it was two digit numbers at 2000 it would have reset to the year zero zero, zero, zero. yeah instead of 2000. So that was the big scare back in 1999. Cash money taking over from 99, 2000. That was mm-hmm. the big scare. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, mm-hmm. coders mm-hmm. coded mm-hmm. and rewrote. Go, you work at Mr. All right. That's, that's not what we're doing right now. That's not what we're doing right now. We're trying to give him a one hour five. A man get a honey in. Girl, you look good when you back that ass up. You a fine motherfucker when you back that ass up. Okay. We're Sorry. trying to give him 
First folks. of all, you cannot you cannot say from the nine nine to two thousand and don't think that that's not gonna happen. That's a mating call. Well, that's what happened in the nine nine and there, the two thousand. There's two. And I remember there's saying, two songs. I remember spending New Year's Eve drinking on the roof of my house. Like, all right. That what sounds like you have a substance abuse problem. Uh, I mean, that my boy, was, was your set. Okay, well, fine. Could you say that first that you had company? Yeah. It sounded like a setup. Like, yeah, it's about to end. Nah, I was we, drinking on the roof. What's next? You gonna yeah, jump? No, nah, we was out there. You drinking, fucking like, jumper. Yo, like, what's gonna happen? Nothing. And then nothing happened. I was, you know, I'm pro- like, I like legitimately, I forgot who I was talking to. Oh, I was talking to one of my mentors, and I was like, I'm probably the best person to have around when things go awry. Because I'm not necessarily a person who, like, gets all crazy and excited. Well, you know, I'm not crazy or excited, ever. I'm not. I told you that story about that guy choking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I told her that story, and she was like, are you serious? Did he die? I was like, no. I was like, but sometimes it backfires because my natural comedic ways, people think that I'm full of shit, and I'm, and I'm you know, I'm joking, but I'm not. I'm like, yeah. I'm just not trying to startle you and then startle the person that this bad thing is happening to. I just want you to pay attention to it and, and remedy it because I don't think anybody can remedy things when they're like, Oh my God, it's happening. Oh my God, it's happening. It's like, cause you're, you're freaking out. So how are you level headed to yeah, fix the problem? Yeah, you, you need somebody that could like say, yo, calm the fuck down. Yo. Yeah. That's usually me. We're going to figure it out. It's usually me. I'm the, I put the fire out. So I don't know. So what's going on in the world? Oh well, no, before, before we, we that, before um, we get in there, I want to say something. You want to talk something. about the One Punch Man challenge? Yeah, I, but yeah, before I say that, I want to say something. So hey guys, I know. Let's have a talk. Can we huddle in? Can we huddle in for one second? Can we huddle, huddle in? Because I feel because I feel like yeah, let's huddle in because I feel like we're friends. Even though I I feel like we're friends, but I feel like you're like you're the friend that's been talking shit about me right now because I haven't been like there for you. Well, and most rightfully, of the people that listen are like friends and rightfully friends. Just, so they are friends rightfully so talk shit about me i deserve all that but don't call me a bitch and not a skinny legend those other things it will, i will not accept period um but let me tell you something so um i have been going through a lot of stress and i'm not saying that that's an excuse but it kind of is but i've been going through a lot of stress with like trying to buy this house this house has been like giving me nightmares at night and not because I don't want to live there it's because there's other things that are there's other balls that are in the air and like I can't like control any of the shit I can only control what I can do and then you have to trust that other people are doing shit that they're supposed to do so then the end result is that you cross the finish line which we have not yet but we're hoping and maybe by the next podcast we can tell you that we are officially a part of landlord twitter but we're trying to get there so because of that I have been like my energy and my like just I just don't have it because I feel like it's all the energy I'm expending in other areas of my life. And then I don't want to come on here and give you guys, you know, some like bullshit show. And you're like, uh, this shit was so boring. This shit was so whack. You guys could have kept that shit to yourself. So I just didn't want to give you that. And I feel like if I'm going to do a pod that I need to have all the energy, you know, I need to be high energy. I need to feel like I enjoy it because if you're listening to it and it don't sound like I'm having fun nine times out of 10, you can click the shit off and be like, yeah, bitch, I gave you those two minutes a spins. Thank you for that. But I'm not listening to the whole hour of this fuck shit right now. We let out. me let me let me get back when you back cuz you're not even back yet. Period. So, I just wanted to say that um secondly, Jay was talked about the um one punch man one challenge. One punch man challenge. So, I'm actually doing really well. I'm not doing 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups. Well, you, should, you should tell them where it started. So, um, it's, it's on social media, I believe, for the most part. And we saw a few YouTubers. It, it came into our thread some kind of way. And um, One Punch Man is a, a anime show. I, I've not actually started watching it, but it's in my queue as one of the ones I'm going to watch coming up. Um, but basically, the protagonist in One Punch Man Challenge spends three years training um, and every day he does a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, a hundred squats, and a six-mile run. So people have like taken to socials and started doing this challenge for like a hundred days at a time. Most people haven't been super, super successful because they try to bite off more than they can chew. They try to go right out and start doing a hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups. 
100 squats, six mile run. Um, and every day that can be a lot. So what Tiffany and I have decided to do is that we were going to ramp our way up. And uh, Tiffany, you're on day... Tomorrow will be day five for me. Day five. So what I've been doing is um, I've been doing 10 setups, 10... Uh, actually, more than 10. Actually, I've been doing 20 setups, to be mm-hmm. fair. I've been doing 20 setups, 10 push-ups, and 20, we're doing 20 squats. 20, 20, 20, 20. Well, I'm sorry, 20... 20 so no, four so 30, 30 sit-ups, 20 squats and 20 push-ups. Okay. And then after I do that, I um I don't do them all in one clip. What I do is I give myself a break and I walk in place for 2 minutes. So in all in total, it takes me about 12 minutes to get all of that done because I'm doing a 2 minute or 1 and a half minute walk in between and then going into the next set. So my plan is to increase that by by the week. So next week, I'll probably increase it by either another five or ten. And to me, it's not necessarily getting the the um, build up to actually. Um, oh, about the running part. So mm-hmm. I was dancing this morning because it was 27 degrees and I haven't been running, but I went out and I walk. So I'm walking. So the, the point of the challenge is for me, and I think it's been for the other people I've read, it's just been different. It's just about getting the consistency and, you know, having something to look forward to. And every day I've been like super proud of myself. And I've noticed like even today I came in and I was just like really on fire and came into work actually and just really on fire and not really focusing on you know other things that I probably shouldn't be focusing on and not I'm not saying that you know uh, focusing like I'm doing stuff at work that's not that's bad or anything but just saying like negative energy just like not even focused on that because my my brain from my guided mindfulness and um also doing you know being doing this consistently for the last four days has been like really, really helpful for my, my, my attitude. Uh, so no, I'm not doing a hundred yet, but I, I plan to work my way up to at least being able to do 40 or 50 sit up, uh, pushups because mm-hmm. the pushups at this time seem to be the hardest for me right now. Okay. The squats are not that bad. The, the, even the, um, sit-ups are not that bad, but the push-ups, and I think it's because I'm not necessarily used to working that muscle in the way that I'm doing it, mm-hmm. but my arms, when I go and I try to do it, have been, <laughs> have been hurting, but I'm still, I'm pushing through it. Um, so Jay st- just started today. Yeah, so, this is my first day out. But he, obviously, he's, you know, he's used to, like, yeah, push-ups and stuff. Yeah, I've already been running pretty consistently, and I know how to you know, like I've been doing push-ups most of my life and yeah. most of my life. So I'm, I'm starting with um, a little 50. bit of experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting with fifty. I'm doing fifty push-ups, fifty sit-ups, fifty squats, um, and then I'm doing a three-mile run. And then I think I'll do this probably anywhere from two weeks to thirty days. Um, and then actually, maybe after two weeks, I'll increase like by twenty-five percent. So I'll go. Um, Instead of 50, I'll do 75, 75, 75 in a four and a half mile run. Um, and then probably at 30 days, I'll go to the six mile run, 100, 100, 100. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to um, just like, just increase as needed. Mm-hmm. And I'm, cause I'm more like my goals for it is more or less just being able to like do I want to be able to do a push up where it's not um where my where my legs are scratched out. Yeah. That's where I'm I'm that's my goal. Yeah. And I believe if I keep strengthening myself the way I've been doing, I'm closer to it than I was 4 days ago. No, you definitely will. Um and then I I think I might also add planks and cuz planks are really good for posture core and for and, building up core and all that yeah. type of stuff. So but, we're like definitely in a mode where we're trying to, you know, Make sure that we're staying in our skinny legend status. Oh, and I'm not drinking for the next 45 days. Oh, that's kind of my life anyway. So, I mean, Jay's not drinking. Not that Jay's like, like, I know that how that sounded. Jay's not an alcoholic, guys. Calm down. No, I think they know that. But, like, I'm, I'm like, I don't hardly drink at all. Yeah. But like, just, I know, can keep liquor in the house forever. It's a new year. Just trying to cleanse clean the spirit, clean the body, clean the mind. So he's going to so. go on a... Well, actually, when we close on our house, we'll have a drink. Yeah. And then probably on our anniversary, we'll have a okay, drink. Okay, so yeah, not completely. But, but then yeah. after that, we'll be back. Yeah. But I mean, technically, it's been a while. We haven't had anything to drink. 
Yeah, and if somebody offers me, I'll, I'll take it. But All right, so I have rules. <laughs> I didn't know you had those rules. I thought you were just not drinking at all. Well, I was helping um, your mom move the other day, and uh, her somebody offered me a beer. Okay. That's going to sound like your mom dating. She's not dating. Um, it that is. We know it, sound, it sounded real crazy. Yeah, like, anyway. I mean, my, my imagination just went wild. I was like, who offered you a beer? Where was my mom? Anyway. It was like I wasn't even there, but I was very intrigued. I was like, where's this story going? Yeah, anyway. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. You're like the person who spills the milk and then says, it's not there. What milk did I spill? You know what you did. I knew anything. Because now, now, now we've started a conversation that you don't want to finish, so you go, Never mind, guys. Sorry. All right, so... My mom moved, and yes. and that's cool. She lives she lives in a new place, and she's very happy about it. And Jay was like helping putting her bed together, and he was offered a beer, mm-hmm. and he drank it. That was yes. that's really it. Like you be it's making a, stuff sound way more like abstract and crazy than it is. That's what happened. All right, cool. And I was like there, and the bed is really nice, by the way. Yeah, I picked uh, out a really nice bed. Off of Groupon. Yeah, Groupon, we got the deals, and bro. mad sturdy, like... Mad sturdy, I mean, real not that comfortable. I'm, like, checking out the sturdiness of beds. And here we go... I mean, here, maybe I am a little bit. Here we go, here we go with Costco plugging. And the and the mattress in the in the uh, box spring was from Costco, and the mattress feels amazing. And it came in a box. And it came in a box, man. The, the, the Costco mattress is the shits. Or, as I would like to say, the tits. So who <laughs> else... Do we need to talk about what else do we need to touch on? Um, well, we could we could hit hit what's um happening. So we want to talk about the sugar the heist, the sugar iced tea. I'm the, never this, calling it that. This, this, the socials, the sugar iced tea, the sugar honey iced tea, the shit. So yeah, the shit is the trending shit. Of the Ivy day. Park was the trending shit of the week. Well, the week's not over, but basically, kind of the weekend ish, late last, last week, week yeah. into the week. Until this week, Yo, y'all know, that like, has been the shit. We're not giving you up to the minute updates. Well, like, they know that. That's yeah. not how podcasting works. We're not live well, not, every day. I'm just saying that's not. I how mean, it. unless you had a, unless we went to well, a daily podcast, which it would not be an hour. If we went to a daily podcast, you'd be getting like 15 minute podcast. We're just not gonna do that. But, but I mean, well, like some, some, no, po- some podcasts. Don't ever say out. never because you never know where this may lead, and this might be our job every day. Oh, they got so the then bag. we'll be doing daily podcasts. Oh, if it's, it's for the bag. All right. If for the bag, we will do... We're still not going to do a daily podcast. Yeah, That's you will, because it would be your job. If somebody paid you and we had a contract where we had to do a daily podcast, we would be doing we a daily podcast. We will cross that bridge when we come to it. Yes. I um, wouldn't mind that this was my job every day, and so I just showed up and talked. So we're going to talk about Ivy Park. Yeah, so Beyonce, this is her second. Um, she Roll has up. a she her has a line. collaboration with Adidas, mm-hmm. as you all know. And this is her second collaboration with Adidas. I believe the first one. Well, her um, second line well, with, no, within no, their deal. No, Ivy Park, this was the second. This is the second campaign. Okay. She already had, Ivy Park was already, she released Ivy Park once through Adidas, but it wasn't, it didn't go is wildly as successful well, she as she sold it did out this time. This time, yeah, she sold out within the day, like literally yeah. within minutes. Yeah. Like not even a whole hour and people were but there was there was some controversy around that too. So Beyonce I'll tell you, Beyonce okay. sent out before it went live, Beyonce sent out all these promo packages and I mean she really did the most. She yeah. sent people a hanging garment, like a hanging, a well, big some, some orange box. Some people got box, the trunk. Yeah, some people got the trunk. Some people a, got the garment rack. And a big garment rack full of clothes. Uh-huh. And, you know, they had people like Meg Thee Stallion, Reese Witherspoon. Janelle Monet. Janae, uh, J- yeah, Janelle Monet, June, J- June Ambrose. Um, June Ambrose killed it, by the way. She, that was the way you were supposed to do it. Sierra got one, but I bet you she's getting... First of all, Sierra... On period, if I was Beyonce, I would take you right off my PR list, bitch. Nobody cares where you live. I sent you a garment rack, bitch. You need to be out there, I don't know, motherfucking doing a back bend in my fucking Ivy Park, bitch. That's what you need to be Why doing. Why she gotta do a back bend? Why because can't, that's why what Ciara does. Wear it? That's what Ciara does. She need to be out there performing on, goodies on the, on with my of, shit um, up. With, on, on, on the hood of Russ's Phantom. Yes, on the hood of the Phantom. She needs to be out there, booty cheeks with the with the with the bodysuit, booty cheek, Ivy Park 
orange and burgundy giving us life, giving us moves. I mean, she how, didn't do any of that. That's how you show that you gang gang. She didn't do none of that. She was just like, oh, thanks, B. No, she's taking you off the PR list. Because if yeah. she a Virgo like me, I'd be like, yeah, that's cute. Take her off the PR list. Swiss, Swiss got a box, too. Yeah, take her off the PR list. So, Sierra's off the PR list. Who else is off the PR list? Ellen, you off the PR list. You and Portia. Y'all ain't getting no more Why packages. Ellen and Portia Because offer? Ellen didn't even go on Instagram with the box. She let her little... She let Kaylin do her unboxing. Who's you, Kaylin? See, you don't even know who Kaylin is. Kaylin is the dude who she picked up off the internet who was doing reaction videos to food videos. And he, she gave him an exclusive contract to do, like, more commentary under her production company. Okay. So, she gave it to him to do a review. But no, Ellen, he, she didn't send it to Kaylin. She sent it to you and Portia. Yeah. Y'all should have been doing nothing. To utilize your platform. To you, right. To you and Portia. Anyway, you off the PR list too, sis. Um, so, there that. And, um, but anyway, let's go back to the fun, the fun people. Um, uh, Michelle Williams got one. Um... And there was a few other, Lala, uh, Lala Anthony had one. Um, and there was a few, there was a few others. Um, Yara Shahidi, Shahidi got one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a few other people. There was a lot, there was a lot of other influencers who got this, this package. But anyway, so once it hit and people were able to buy the clothes, a lot of plus size people in them. And this is what happened the first time when Ivy Park dropped. Beyonce did not make clothes that was over an XL and everybody was pissed off about it because Adidas as a brand does make clothes that are above an XL. You can get a three X or four X in an Adidas shirt or an Adidas workout outfit. For sure. So they were like, why is it that Beyonce couldn't go up into at least a two or three X for, you know, other people who may want to buy the brand and they have no other choice, but to either buy, I think she had like socks or something that you could get, or even just the sneakers. Like Mm -hmm. you would have no choice, but to just get the sneakers, you couldn't get the whole outfit if you were of a certain size. So people, were calling her a fat shamer and saying that they only that she um she doesn't want to see her fat fans in her clothes only um using them Do as caricatures you think that's true as caricatures of themselves during her concerts that's the only time that she feels that fat people are appropriate I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's something. I think it's a, a good conversation to have. Why aren't you inclusive if the brand itself? adidas and this is who you're collaborating with offers that yeah. you know what i'm saying like they offer that 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 upsizing so why yeah. wouldn't you offer some level of upsizing well how did her um you said that this is her second time out the first time out she didn't sell out overnight no right? she didn't sell she, out overnight it didn't, it didn't do as well it didn't do it was it, but again the first time she did it she didn't do the media push was not this Okay. So they, this well, time they did they did a they did more of a spectacle. I love I love like the way marketing is going now with like a lot of these heavyweight influencers. Like I I love like how Will Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have been promoing the hell out of Bad Boys. Well, they said Bad Boys Three is a good one. Like they everybody, did they did a hundred million this last weekend. Yeah, but, but that's every, off but, of but the people, promo. Yeah, but also people thought that the movie it, it did a hundred million, but the people are it's giving it's getting good reviews. Yeah. People like well, the that's, movie. That's important, but like I'm just saying, like they they been really really creative really thinking outside the box in regards to how they're well you have to nowadays to in order to but a lot of people know a lot of people are still doing following the old formula like all right movies getting ready to come out let me go hit kimmel let me go hit this real quick boom 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 do these quick little interviews and keep it pushing but like the way they're shifting like they're they're moving literally their entire game like how many times you see a blockbuster movie star go do the breakfast club they don't do it no, but you I mean you have to if you want it to be a success because people are everywhere that want to, you know, see these yeah. these films. But no, I don't think Beyonce is personally coming for like plus size women. I don't think that's what it is. I, well, I was I was gonna ask because you said that something similar happened on her first rollout. With yeah, this. they said that she didn't have she also didn't have plus size sizing in that rollout either. Okay. But I think it's maybe a point of conversation. I don't think we should say that she's she's fat. She, she's intentionally fat shaming. I think that's a conversation that should be approached. Like Beyonce, why you don't make clothes for fat girls? 
period. Or and let her Beyonce answer. slash Adidas. Because, I mean, that it could very equally be a, a decision di- a, a from cor- Adidas of right. saying, hey, you know, we did great with the first rollout. We did all right with the first rollout. You know, like, let's keep these core sizes moving. And then as we grow the brand, you know, let's add additional sizes. Or, because clothing houses do make those types of decisions That's all true, the time. but she Beyonce. Very true. She's Beyonce. It's like having Michael Jackson up there. I'm yeah. sure she told them, I'm not doing this with y'all unless y'all make this, this, these, these sizes. Mm-hmm. They would have did it. Yeah. But, but I she's just, Beyonce and but how, I also, how, did, how did House of Darion do? Well, first of all, House of Darion, although she bought it out, that was more of her mother's line. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, and obviously Darion is at Foreman Mills. Yeah. But I'm just saying, and, 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 and also, and I thought that the, the, the the clothes from Darion, one, I didn't think they was that popping, and two, they was really expensive. Like, they were, like, really going, like, it was really, really high. I'm like, why is these shoes $500? Like, nobody's mm. buying $500 Darion's. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? No, bitch, sit down. No, but no I'm saying. That wasn't she, really my her point line. Is that she's was her. Beyonce, but, like, in fashion, like she's still Beyonce. Don't no, get me wrong. No, I'm but, but you not talking about but see what we're doing here is despite what we're talking about fashion, she's still an icon. She's yeah, iconic. She, she, she definitely has weight. Period. She so she could definitely walk wanted, in that room and say, Yo, we need to offer these sizes. These boom, sizes boom, boom, they would have happened. But I'm just saying maybe there's a reason. I don't know what it is, but maybe there's a reason. I don't want to just automatically jump to her being a fat shamer yeah, I think that's or wild. any of that. I just want to know why you don't want Beyonce. Why you don't want fat girls walking around in Ivy Park? You think we want Rocket? And then they also got upset because she didn't send any of the Ivy Park clothes to any um, plus size influencers. She only sent it to besides, besides Lizzo. Well, Lizzo didn't really get any clothes. That 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 what you saw was that's the, the orange box. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. That she had the she that person who was in the video with her was wearing the Ivy Park clothes. However, Lizzo can't fit any of that. Okay, it don't come in her size, so Lizzo wouldn't even get that 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 um PR package because she can't fit nothing. So and that's what they were saying. She didn't send it to any plus size influencers, and people wanted to know why. But I'm not gonna go and jump out the window and call Beyonce a fat shamer. I don't know what she doing. I don't know. Maybe she just feel like that's her way of telling y'all, y'all niggas need to go 22 days vegan and then y'all can fit Ivy Park clothes. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know, but bitch, I'm not. That's nuts. I'm just saying, I'm not. Like, you know, shit. I don't have, no. Mm-mm. No, girl, no sis. But yeah, did that's you, what's going on the internet. Did uh, you see um, Ja Rule said, and I quote, social media is for clowns. If all the celebs left social media, there would be no more social media. That's the mad bu- exclamation marks. That's bullshit because social media makes makes celebrities, celebrities. All the time. like social media brings back celebrities who we forgot. Ja Yo, he the same age as like us, but he feel like it feel like he mad out of touch. But that's because a lot of times he came. You know, I feel like even though Ja Rule is, or is he around, older? Ja Rule is older than us. That's number one. Number two, Ja Rule is from a different... Oh, he's 43. That's what I'm saying. He's older than us. I mean, like, that's not that old. It's not a lot, but a lot of times, people just don't... They don't do socials, and I believe he only on socials because he know this is the way he get paid. Mm-hmm. Period. So, it's like, you on there on socials because you trying to get you a check. Period. Pooh, sit down. Like, we know why you here. Yeah, I, I I didn't really get that. I, I thought that was um hilarious. Like social media is making celebrities daily. Like daily. So, social media is really just like about the collective conversation at the end of the day. That's why I feel that's like what it is. In twenty twenty, I got goals, and that's that's one of them. I want to learn as much about social media as I can because there's these people are out here making homegrown businesses and being able to um create multiple streams of income by a click of a mouse and you know this is the time before the government really come in and start regulating shit and then you won't be able to do anything and it's already starting and this is this is low-key the golden age for podcasting yeah like i mean there's 
thousands of podcasts, probably millions being but added. But I still feel like it's still daily. an untapped resource because there's only a few people who are like who who are like the bigger stars of who have like yeah, but that's said, real podcasts. Like oh, of course, like Joe Button, and then there's uh, the uh, brilliant idiots the, uh, and Seth, the No Jumper podcast, and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Is it Rogen? No, what's not his name? Joe Seth, Rogen. Joe Rogen. Joe Rogan is pretty big in this space. So, you know, like, but there's not that many. It's like a handful of people. Yeah. So, but it's growing. It's, it, but it's growing. So, it's like, it's a good place to start. But uh, I'm just saying, there's a lot to learn, and I'm going to learn. And I know I, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but I'm going to learn it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, realistically, this is no diss to Joe Button. Joe Button's a rapper. But essentially, he's no journalist. He really no. isn't. He's not a Which journalist. Which is not a slight to him. I'm not slighting anybody over there. It's not like, I don't even have the time. He's not a journalist. Rory's not a journalist. Maul is not a journalist. None of them motherfuckers is journalists. They just happen to be in the industry and then able to use their, leverage their relationships and create, you know, those those moments. Well, they, and they, have they, I, I, think they, I think they leverage their relationship and I think they leverage their camaraderie, their synergy amongst each other. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm saying it also well, helps when, with when people... It also helps when people know that you're going to be on Love & Hip Hop next Thursday. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be on Love & Hip Hop next Thursday. I feel like the reason why people listen to podcasts is because you feel like you're a part of the conversation. Like, well, you yeah. Like, I you think, feel like you're in the room almost. I think that too. I just think that it's easier when you're in... Like the guy, Joe Rogan. Like, who didn't watch um, fucking... What's the name of that show when he was making people eat like Fear Factor? Like, well, I mean, he didn't get on... popping off of Fear Factor. He got popping because he was a comedian. No, I'm just saying, but like most people know him from Fear Factor. Yeah. Like, and that show was on for mad years. But he's had his podcast. I want to probably say five or six years now. Like he he literally built that shit like before anybody. I'm was... just saying it's easier for you to have situations where people are able to endorse you when you've already been in certain spaces. Yeah, you can light on you. This is a tech technically this is a homegrown podcast. No one really knows us. You know, I have a small amount of social media influence, but nothing to like really, you know, like write home about. But I'm saying these people have we've seen them before. They're recognizable. Mm-hmm. You know, so that also helps that, like, that, that marketability that helps with those people. Yeah. But I'm just saying you that. You transfer some of your, your star power. Yeah, to, to what you're a, doing. A different platform. Yeah, for sure. For, for so sure. that's why I'm saying I need to learn as much as I can about social media and how to manipulate my social media into what I need it to be. And I'm already starting. So, um, because my job, my plan is by 2021 is to just be completely working for myself. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, well, I, it's kind of a stupid question. I know you heard, but, um, new inductees to the hall of fame. You excited about Whitney, uh, Houston and Biggie being added to the hall Biggie, of fame. I was very excited about because he's like my fave and everyone knows that don't say shit or I'll punch you in the face. Um, second, it was all a dream. I used to read word of magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on Hanging the wall. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. So listen, okay? What's, what's, fucking, right, what's fucking crazy that is that these people have to wait 25 years after they come out to go into the Hall of Fame, which is wild because I'm like, why, like, why is Whitney just getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And Whitney, even in uh, 2012 when she died, 2012, at that point, Whitney had already had like a 30-year career. Because mm-hmm. Whitney came out at the top of the 80s. Yeah, like the top. Like she was like 81, 82, or was it? Well, I know um, Save the Save- Professional Athlete Hall of Fame works like that. Is that, is that also how I think the, the Rock music- and Roll Hall of Fame work like that, too, where it's like you got to wait for like 25 from years. From the end of your career? Or from- no, from the start of it in order to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then they have to vote on it for you to go in. Okay. And um, so Biggie is going to be inducted. 
I don't even think Mar- Mariah Carey is not even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so here it is. Artists become eligible for induction 25 years after the release of their first record. See? Criteria include the influence and significance of the artist's contributions to the development and perpetuation of rock and roll. See what I'm saying? So it's like it's overdue. Yeah. It's been overdue for Whitney. And um, Ready to Die came out in 1994. So, yeah, that's definitely t- 25 years would have been in 09. So they still 10 years late. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I wasn't super excited about it because, I mean, I, I, I don't feel like we as a culture need the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to recognize like people that are clearly influencers and superstars in our eyes, like as hip hop culture, like we know who our greats are we know who you know influences and moves and shapes our culture um and it's like the fact that the hall of fame the rock and roll hall of fame is on it late like who gives a fuck well i don't care i'm just saying that if you're going to do it you know i just thought it would be there earlier i mean does it mean more money does i mean it, it i mean think like, i i don't t- know that tiana it... tiana gets like more or I don't like... I don't know what happens. I mean, it's definitely exposure. It's definitely exposure for her. I mean, she has a line called Notorious. I'm sure it's exposure for his estate, which um Miss Wallace and Faith Evans still run to this day. So I'm sure it's still I'm sure it's still favorable and even, and I'm sure it's favorable to Whitney Houston's uh estate as well. Cause you know, with people hearing that and they're back in the news, I'm sure that means more streams of music. You know, people going back and listening to the music and all that kind of stuff. And um, we're actually coming up on the anniversary of when Whitney died. I think she died in February. I think she died around like our anniversary or something. Yeah, it's so tragic. That whole everything that that family has been through. Yeah, like she died, her daughter died, and then the boyfriend died not that long ago. He died of a drug overdose too. Um, I forgot his name, but yeah, he died too, not that long ago. But um, is there anything else that we need to touch on? Because we're not uh, gonna have time for anything else. No, nah, we 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 can get it. We can get right into the other shit. Okay, what was that? Uh, we were gonna talk about workplace. Was it the micro microaggressions within the workplace or? I think it was like we we're not sure how I you think, wanted to like to so we, what we could do is we could talk about so have you guys I mean we'll we'll approach the question to you guys and, and if you made it this far or do you, we want to just take a break and then come back and yeah. then talk, okay if we if we um we we if you made it this far in the Jay podcast always trying to get this ad money yeah if you made it I mean it comes on at the top of the show so it's gonna, if they if they if they listen from the beginning it already played. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we were going to talk about future a little bit, but we can save that for another, no, another time. No, that's fine. Just talk about that, and then we'll, we'll talk about the other stuff later. Um, Like, on, on another podcast, it's okay. fine. Okay. Um, So, because after this, it's probably going to be, like, we don't we don't really don't have any more time. Um, So, future. Future is... In a he, whole lot of... I mean, but this is not new. So, one, future was in the... On the... Made the blogs again recently because a young lady i don't remember her name um Eliza well actually a Wait, few are you mo- talking about Lori harvey or no okay a few months ago two of future's baby's mothers the last two went and took a paternity test because future wouldn't get a paternity test for the last two kids so what they did is they took a paternity test to for their both of their children yeah. to see if they were related and the paternity test showed that both of those kids were siblings. Mm. So they were trying to get the court using that information to, to order future to take a paternity test for their children. So they can get support. So they can get support, right? Yeah. Also, um, future during this time has rekindled his relationship with Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey has been rumored to been connected with stars such as Diddy, Trey Songs, and also Future. Um, Future seems that when Future found out that she was dating Trey Songs, Future had came on his Instagram and was like, oh, I already saw you, but you good. It's all good. Like, he was kind of salty that she was with Trey Songs. And to be honest, I think Trey Songs would have been a better move if it, if 
if you ask me, I don't know why, I don't know what's appealing or attractive to a man who has eight different baby mamas and several different kids. Just, I don't know. Just, well, six confirmed, right? Uh, but two. I'm just saying six kids, six, a, six, six two, baby two, mamas. Six and two like, pops. That's just so much. It's just so much. It's just so much. And I'm like, you're just out here just laying your dick down wherever. And it's just like, you just have no regard for your penis. Just You're just giving it to everyone. It's just nasty. And it's like, you're not even covering it up. You're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to shoot up and everybody. That's nasty. So anyway. So has, has, he, has he come out and said why he will not do the paternity test? No. But what he did say was he was trying to out to this last girl because she went and did like a podcast or some type of uh radio show but i think it was more like a podcast Mm -hmm. and she was talking about um you know how her and this uh, the other good lady who they went and got the paternity test together was pregnant at the same time well she said that four of them was all pregnant at the same time right no just one just two of them just the two was all pregnant at the same time and she was like, you know, he changed his tune. She was like, he knew she was pregnant. And he said, look, I'm going to be there for you. I just want you to keep this, you know, quiet or whatever. Um, when the baby is born, I will take care of the baby. It's not a big deal. And she said, once she had the baby, he didn't, he reneged on everything he said and no longer wanted to take care of the kid. Um, and then after this interview had came out, he had went on, well, actually he put in a court order to have her be evaluated mentally because he doesn't think that she is fit. She, he, he doesn't think that she's mentally fit to be a mom. And, um, if that's not your kid, why is it your business? I don't know. And I'm thinking like, so if she's not mentally fit to be a mom, then where's the kid going to go? If you don't want to take a paternity test. You just trying to put the kid in the system? That's wild. Yeah. Because that's the only other option or with the, her next of kin. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we don't have all of the details or all of the information yet, but, like, if, if that's not a responsibility that you're, you're ready and willing to take on, then what are you doing? I feel like, you know, like, this is... I just feel like this whole thing is gross. It's like... And it's not gross that he's having multiple partners, but it's gross that he keeps putting himself in a situation where he's impregnating all these different people. And it, it, it just... I don't know. It's 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 just like, to me, after, like, the fifth or the sixth child, it just turns into entitlement. It's like, oh, I can just have sex with you, and I, I know I can pay for that kid, so it's not even a big deal. Yeah, that's that's wild. And it's just and, like you're I mean, having all those kids, and they don't really have the figure. They don't have. They don't get the time. They don't get the, um, the sense of community, the sense of family, um, the women that you are choosing to 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 lay with. You're not exercising like any type of discernment with. Like you're not picking intentionally picking people that you like, intend to raise children with. Like, yeah. it's, it's just a lot of things. It is a lot. And it are. was, like, speaking of, like, kids who people don't want to claim or who people weren't, who were uncertain about. Like, me and my friend, shout out to Mara. You guys should go follow her, Mara Joel, at on Instagram. Um, we were talking about Drake and how Drake has this kid and how... Um, we this is our theory, but it doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that we have any merit. It doesn't mean that we dug like it was a deep dive. Hell, we talked to each other on Instagram. Um, that Drake could possibly be like low key with his kid because he wants people. He says that he's hiding his child from the world because the world will say things about them about him. But we seem to think that the reason why he does that is because out of sight, out of mind. You won't remember if Drake has a son or not if you never see him. That's also true. And then it would also be like, it would be, because like him having the son in the way that he does right now is not on brand. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's not, like, not right now brand, right? I don't think it's on brand for him at all because it's like, one, the, the because of the, because of the, the picture he's painted. That's a really interesting theory. But it's because it's not on brand. It's like, he's not necessarily denying it, but he's not, like, he's not Trey Songs on his Instagram, like, look at my baby. 
Look, yeah. look at me be a father. Look at me taking care of my son. Like, this is important Even to me. Even though that's kind of the wave right now. Like, people are doing that. Yeah, but I really believe that Trey Songz loves his kid. Of course. And like, I'm not say, when I say the wave, I'm not saying that any of these people are going, like, nah. But I no, believe. I believe that. I believe sometimes people will I mean, come and people, pick up their people, kid and be like, look at me and it be for the look. For the prop, yes. It be for the props and for the but looks. That doesn't that doesn't automatically equate to them not loving that kid. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Okay. I mean, love in the sense of, like, that's just... Like, a normal parent. Like, yeah. oh, look at the cute shit my kid's doing. Let me pick up the camera and take this moment. Yeah. Like, he's a regular person. But I'm saying that I don't think that um, um my bed is on brand for Drake. And that's why every time there's an interview, he's always like, oh, see him? Oh, I don't want to show him because me and the mother have agreed to keep him offline. But you would think that because of the the circumstances of when of how he had him she's not like favorable as far as you know what kind of woman he would want to attach himself to although that would be the woman he would want to sleep with mm. but it's not the woman he wants to marry yeah right it um this is the woman who's in his video but not necessarily the woman he wants to or for the lack of better words as he could say st- um be at him be with him at the uh uh the anchor well, I mean, not the anchor at, 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 the, the, at the helm. At the helm, yeah, the helm. While he while he steers the boat. Well, he, he wants he wants what Jay has. He wants what like you know these other people that are in the upper echelon of the game, where they have that partner that rivals them and you know levels them up and you know helps them like. Attain. But you know what? He could have like even if she wasn't a Beyonce type, because that would the closest he would have got to that would be a Rihanna. Uh. For now, yeah. Right? So if Rihanna was like, because she's, she's in that stratosphere of like super superstars, super crazy, fucking famous. But even if he didn't, like I think Drake would have even settled for some chick from from Canada. Somebody he went to high school with and he, he rekindled a relationship with. That's something that can, they could build a brand around. But it's hard to build a brand around the, the woman who was in Smooth Magazine shaking her ass. Especially yeah. if if that's not your or, it's not your brand it's on, not on World Star it's right it's not your intentional brand it's she's on World Star Uncut but that's not your intentional brand despite you having women in your video with big fat asses and you know shaking their butt that's not who you are mm-hmm. you don't want to be connected to it you just wanna you just want to play in it when you want to and then you want to leave it alone. So that's why me and my friend was like, you know what, maybe he don't show my bed because my bed is a part of that like off-brand yeah. shit. It, it, it could be a way to intentionally distance himself from that image. That That's that's really interesting. I, and, and I would hate to believe that that's true, but it's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, and it's like, it's not... Because I'm like, why, I mean, even though, like, what would have been the better revenge on Pusha T than him on Instagram with his kid? yeah. Like, pushing his kid around or taking him to, like, I don't know, dad and me class or whatever the case. I don't know what fucking dads do, but you know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. Like, you know, forgive me. I never really had a dad, so I don't know what they do. So, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know, dad shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know whatever or, or or rocking him to sleep or somebody showing him in the in a position where he's daddying his child but you never really see it you just see him you know like i don't know like the deadbeats kind of when they just have the picture that the, the obligatory like picture that like, the mother yeah, like, sends yeah, I, I, I send my kid money yeah like it. the obligatory picture your mom sends like Okay, this is a funny story, but, like, when I was in the sixth grade, my mom had sent a picture to my dad, and on the back of it, she put, remember me, with a question mark. <laughs> Yo, the shade of it all. That's wild. So what? Similar subject, or I guess maybe related, Um, they asked Boosie what he would do differently in his life, and he said he'd like to keep his same kids, but have fewer baby mamas. Yeah, I saw that. He was like, I wouldn't have skied it in all of them. I would have just skied it in one. <laughs> Well, I mean, because he was like, you know, because cause they all would have felt like they belonged. Yeah. So, I mean. But so, but I got, I mean, as funny as he said it, I got what he was saying. Yeah. Like, it's it's, it's back to what we were just talking about is like being intentional um, in, you know, what, you, what, your, what your partnerships is. And I, I remember my mom, like, telling me that, like, when I was, like, pretty young is, like, be careful. Like, make the decisions on who you're going to fuck with. I mean, she didn't say exactly like that, but. You know, of course like, your mom did not. Yeah, like... Gail did not say that. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, she make, make that, that decision as if this person could be in your life forever. Because they could be. I know how she said Because you could have a kid. You could, like, anything could happen once you lay down with somebody. I know what she said. I know how she said it to you. How she said it to me. <laughs> my mother-in-law. My, my mother-in-law going to kick me if she ever hear this one. She is. She's like, she's like, Jamie. That's how she said it. Jamie. <laughs> you know you laugh because that's how she started Jamie. These hoes ain't no good for no, you. No, she wouldn't say that either. Jamie, <laughs> these these women out here are not good for you. And you need to you need to be out here making good decisions. You need to make good choices. And she probably threw a Bible verse in there. And then after that, she goes, because you, you know what? It's going to last forever. It's going to follow you forever, Jamie. And you have to know that. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm going to stay out of it. But this is what's going to happen if you do it. So that's all. And then she walks away. And she that's what she gives you. That's how your mom does it. And then she'll come back later and she'll ask you a question. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's very reflective of what, what she's just told you. But yeah, I just, I feel like, um, I do. I feel like that he intentionally, like, distances the, the family piece of it. So you only, because, like, I forget that he has a kid. Like, even it's, when. It's easy to do. Like, you, yeah. Because even not that when you they forget. Had, when when they were doing the forget, interview, not, I was like, think about it. I wasn't when they even did the interview for two hours. The questions weren't. I wasn't even thinking about like, like his, his, right his child. I was thinking about are they going to ask about how he really felt about Pusha T giving him that L, and mm. I'm not and not in his mind. The L was you are hiding a child. <laughs> He thought that was the L, but the L was the whole record. Like, the whole, like he murdered you. And and, and it's okay. Like, I felt like if I was a rapper and I got beat by somebody who, like, I idolized, it would have been okay. Well, he won't admit that he idolized him no more. Yes, he did. No, he he, he, he was like, yo, like, yeah, you know, that was the time. Nah, you idolize that man. And that's fine. You don't have to admit it now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I had a, I, um. Yo, if you 100, stand on your shit. I talked about. I talked about Jadakiss on this one time and I cursed, like, I cursed him out. But Jadakiss is a fire-ass nigga, like, period. Like, that doesn't change the fact that Jada has had some of the hottest verses hip-hop has ever seen. Period. Like, the locks is, is, is a legend, they're legendary and they're, and they're a black treasure. But that nigga that night, he got on my goddamn nerves. (laughs) But that don't mean that he's not a black treasure and, and it's so important to everything that is hip hop, Jadakiss is hip hop. Period. Aha! Period. That's it. Speaking of black treasures, Rihanna uh, allegedly broke up with her billionaire dude. I saw that coming. Because everything's all good until they try to marry you and put you in a um and put you in a um a buyer. Like it's all good <laughs> until that shit happened. Until it really get real. Until he like, nah, bitch, I'm Muslim for real. Like you gotta cover this shit up. Like. Period. You're not gonna go out here doing. What do you think, Savage Fenty? No, you're not gonna be in that. That's, that's, that's over with. You gonna make a burka line? I got, I got a billion dollars. Like, period. That's, that's done. And don't get. And I know my Muslim friends is mad at me right now, but don't be mad because y'all know y'all be off that shit. Period. You. Not, I mean, honestly, in that culture, they're not. Um, they don't like. They can marry somebody that's not of their culture and not. Like they should not be putting pressure on. Oh, the them pressure to, be there. Because to convert, because to look like, at Janet, look at Janet. When Janet married Hassan, Janet. But, but what I'm saying is like they're not supposed to put the pressure. But you gotta also imagine like if you're like you're immersed, you're engulfed in that culture. But I don't your mother in law, you're like. But like, I don't even you, think they have to. I think you just feel like you have to. That's what I'm saying. I that's, feel that's like what, you, that, you that's just what feel what like you have to be like, oh, I can't be wilding like this. And yeah. this man over here, you know, he over here reading his hadiths. And I'm over here talking about, yeah, y'all going to get this new Savage yeah, like, imagine, imagine you got that Megan Stallion energy and you over there twerking in the mirror. And a mother, mother-in-law come on shaking her head at you like. She'd be like, how them? <laughs> and you can't, like, how you going to live? Get this, get this harlot out of my house. I know, how you going to live? She gonna, she gonna like, how them? And then you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, I fucked up now. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me tone it down. You can't listen to the 9-9 and 2000. Nah. You can't be in the mirror talking about the 9-9 and 2000, period. So, I saw that happening. Because it's all good until, like, it gets serious. And he'd be like, all right, so how many kids you going to have? And, um... What house you about to stay in? Because you could be in the main house, and then I'm gonna have you know these other houses for other people. 
Otherwise, for my for my plural marriage because don't be trying to act like that shit ain't on the table because that shit be on the table for some people. Well, a lot of a lot of um the culture over there is like if you can afford the multiple wives, then you get the, the multiple. Now, mind wives. So, you, so billionaire status like gets you you now you, you, you going right to the match. You getting four. Let's be clear. Now that we got we got six minutes left on this show, let's be clear. American Muslim people and Middle Eastern Muslim people are vastly different. For sure. So we're just going to go there, okay? We're not talking about American Muslim people because American Muslim people, you know, you get you an American Muslim woman, uh, a lot of times she ain't going for that shit. She's nah. like, nigga, you want what? You nah. better get the fuck out of this here. Are, this is our culture. Yeah, she, she'll tell you to get out in the name of Allah, uh-huh. period. She's telling you to leave. Now, if we cross them few oceans, we hit a desert... And we find a date tree, because those aren't palm trees, they're date trees. And you raised up over there. And you raised up over there. You might be like, you know, you might not even know that nigga. You might have seen him around. And mm-hmm. then your uncle be like, yeah, that guy. And you're like, married. And you, you get married. And then you don't even love that nigga, but you find yourself having kids with him. And you like, all right, well, you know what? As as my old student could say, um They provide a life. Um g- give they provide a life. And she was like, give us me. Give us me. No, ticket me. Ticket me. Yes. Ticket me a car. Ticket me a iPhone. Ticket me. So, you know, you, you be leveraging. So, you know, it's like I said, vastly different between Muslim women over in America and Muslim women over in the Middle East. Very, very different in the way they engage. Even in the way they engage, like even Muslim women here, they get to choose who they want to love. Even if it's in the, the same faith, they still choose their mate. Mm-hmm. But over there, they ain't choosing shit. You just you growing up to to for, well, that, for somebody that's else. That's not entirely true. It's 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 partially true. Um, a lot way, of that way, happens though. No, but I'm saying the way they usually do arranged marriages over there is like, all right, the family members will get together, they'll negotiate something like, all right, boom, you know. But I'm we, saying you're, you're like a good you, family, we're a good family. Like our kids should marry. But then what they I'm saying, introduce the kids but you're to saying each other, the same shit date. I'm saying right now. Yeah. Because they still don't get to choose. I mean, yeah, if you like that person, and when you go over to Emirates, they put you... It's the family chooses that person, but you get to choose whether you like them or not. Yeah, like, you get, you get do a little couple dates. And you're yeah, like, you're ah, like, yeah, nah, I don't like nah, that person. Pass. But they keep do they keep the first impression. Like, you could have met the love of your life over at the um, fish corner, but you ain't going to be able to talk to him nah. if your parents don't say it's all right. Fish corner is a place... That is lovely in Dubai. It's a great you know, restaurant. Great, great fish. Everything's fresh. But you could have met that guy there. I don't know. You could have been in Farouge and no, met the guy. But they're they, they going to act like, oh, all right, so who's his family? Yeah, who's his family? What they do? And, and first of all, he shouldn't even be talking to you, so you're not going to go home and say you met him. Nah. You're going to have to figure out another way on WhatsApp. Okay, you got to figure you it out. You got to get with your cool aunt. With a, yeah, with an obscure. With your, with your cool aunt. Like, yo, go hook that up. Yeah, and it, you have to have an obscure photo of a cat. <laughs> and he gotta have a, a photo of a car I don't know shit is just different over in the Middle East okay I'm just telling you like they don't date the same way that we do over here it's just a very different situation yeah, I was told that the chicks over there used to Um, I mean I'm sure they're doing it a little different now but they used to like if they seen somebody that they liked they would just drop their number like, yeah you know, that's write, true write it, write it on a little piece of paper just drop it that's once true once they was following Mahano your cousin rest in peace she had told me that yeah she had told me that her and her little friends that was walking around they all had a bunch of abayas on, and it was it was funny because she was their the friend was asking me like it was it was hilarious because she was asking me like low key about my freedom, mm-hmm. like they had so many questions about the things I could do, mm-hmm. and they're like, "How do you meet your husband?" I was like, "I don't know. He was online." They was like, "Online? Your mom didn't know him." I was like, "Why she need to know him for?" And then, like, you know, at first, like, I had never been, like, it was just so many experiences that I was having that for the first time. I was like, what my mother did he know him for? Like, I was like, my mom didn't meet him until, like, later. Like, I, I think I had a whole birthday before my mom met him. Like, I, I was like, I was dating him for, like, a year. <laughs> I was like, I was just be bringing dudes home. What's wrong with you? She was like, so you would go out on a date with him by yourself? I was like, yeah, yeah go to his house and have sex with him. What you mean? <laughs> like, why would my mom be there? That shit you, weird. You out of control. What? She's like, so you would. Yeah, like, what's up? But it was just funny. Like, and she was like, yeah, when they talked to boys, they would have, you know, they couldn't really make, like, 
contact. You know, mm. like they had to do it. everything had to be secret. Yeah, you know, very secretive and like love, which could be hot sometimes. But I'm just telling y'all, like it's just vastly different. So I saw that shit coming from Rihanna. Rihanna can't be controlled. She's a free spirit. You can't put that bitch in no cage. The fuck? She about to be a billionaire herself. She's like, fuck, are you talking about? First of all, this bitch. Everybody worried about her album. I'm not worried about Rihanna album. I'm not. I'm okay. I don't think I've ever listened to a whole Rihanna album before. So I'm all right. You know, um, do I do I like Rihanna? Yeah, I think I respect what she's doing. I think she's doing great. I think she is probably one of the smartest moguls out there for her to be setting up her life in case she doesn't ever want to do music again. That's right. I think that's amazing. She's like, I didn't set up this empire at the... Pro-. Like, she did it at the right... I, she couldn't have timed it any better, I feel. I can't even say that she timed it well because she's been doing this. She had the, the River Island... No, no, no. I'm saying, like, when she did her makeup line. Yeah. Yeah, she had the River Island store, but I'm saying when she did her makeup line and all the things that she was doing to kind of, like, set up for the next... And she was doing this, like, when she was white hot. Like, she's like, I'm doing this now. While people give a fuck about all the shit that I'm doing yeah. so she could set up for the next the next stage. Because, like, what, but Rihanna's I, I 30 that, now? I, yeah, I was saying that to make the point of, like, she been like of the entrepreneurial bent like so many artists in the industry try to do this type of move later in their career as you as you, to your point when they're no longer red hot they're like all right what could i do to still stay relevant yeah. still still move some merch or move some product but i'm saying like she had that river island popping eight years ago ten years ago like so well st- i mean it was popping like over like she made most of her money Overseas. And internationally. And still making it over there. Because yeah. there's still a whole bunch of River Island stores over there. Um, and I'm just saying that she's... That was really smart on her yeah. on her end. She's like, you to know what? To transition into more fashion, to transition into makeup, to transition into... Yeah, more you know, like lingerie. sustainability. She's like, look, what if I don't want to do this anymore? What yeah. if I don't want to make another freaking song? What if I want to have a regular life get married, have kids, or not get married, or just want to have kids, or just want to live a normal, quiet life, Rihanna now has the money to sustain that. And I think she kind of took it a bit. Like, she, she did time it right as far as, like, because Victoria's Secret was kind of falling off as, like, that top that top brand amongst women. Well, she first of all, she came for their neck because of the simple fact that she's inclusive. Mm-hmm. Rihanna's super inclusive. She was inclusive with her shades of the makeup that she uses, um, that she makes, and she was also inclusive with her clothes. I can go on Savage Fenty and get a bra. Mm-hmm. I can get a bra, a matching bra and panty set from Savage Fenty, which is not the case for a lot of those. Like, I can't walk in Victoria's Secret and just get a bra. Like, they would make me go online and special order it, and it would be some fuck shit because them... And let me tell you how they be doing you when you got big titties. When you go see everybody be going out trying to buy these titties, right? Like, yeah, I want big titties. I want to buy these titties. But then when you go in there and say, hey, my shit is natural. Give me something to put these titties in. They be like, no, bitch. You're too big. You need to go to the special store. You need to go to places called, like, the bra patch. Where they got big-ass cups for your big-ass titties. And then they be making you feel bad about your titties. Be like, look, bitch, this is not my fault. This is this is, this is is how DNA set it up. This is my African ancestors on my chest it's not my fault but rihanna she got a whole but i haven't bought nothing yet but i'm gonna i'm gonna buy me some matching drawers and panties from rihanna and i'm gonna take a picture of myself and put it on instagram and then say i'm an ambassador when i'm not i think it's about time for us to wrap it up (laughs) oh so 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 that's enough I mean, I, of course, I of course I will I will send it to the proof the the pick proof department first. Yeah, you know that. You no, know we are. You know, I I, I I am with all that. She don't care. Yeah, she don't care. I mean, about you did that. that um that shoot for that other lady's lingerie. I forgot her name. But. Uh, I still follow her. Um, she's a plus size lady. Uh huh. I still follow her online. How you on on the podcast? For yo, real? it's late, yo. It's not even that late. It's nine thirty four. Yo, Seriously? why you gotta tell you exactly what it time is it is? Nine thirty four. It's eleven thirty four. It's definitely not. It's nine. <laughs> like it's still prime time. 
You know, I'm tired. Like, it's, the 10 o'clock news isn't even on yet. I was up at 4 o'clock doing my, my One Punch Man challenge. No, you wasn't. Jay, stop lying. Oh, my God. Jay is such a liar. Jay was not up at 4 a.m. doing Punch Man. You know what he was doing at 4 a.m.? Jay was sitting there reading his phone at 4 a.m. And I said, Jay, go to sleep. He was like, I can't go to sleep. I said, go to bed. And he thought he was slick. And he turned over and was still looking at the phone. But I, I didn't give a fuck because I was like, you know what? As long as the light ain't in my face, that nigga just not going to get no sleep. I'm going to get some sleep. And then I my, was up my main point 45, was minutes, 45 minutes later and I hopped out of bed and got the work done. My point is I was tired. Whatever, yo. Anyway... This has been another episode of the B.O.B. Podcast. We are closing it out. Episode 37. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow us on uh, all of our socials, primarily Instagram. You can follow Jersey at Jersey is Naked. You can follow myself at Slick Talk J. You can follow the hashtag, hashtag B.O.B. Podcast, hashtag Bonds Over Bands. We love y'all. One. Bye, guys. Sorry. Sorry that I don't know. <laughs> you tired too. Go to fucking sleep. I'm not fucking tired. You're the fucking tired one. You're tired. Don't really, really. <laughs> bye, guys. Like I don't have time. Okay, bye. You not gonna yawn with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not yawning with you because you're the one who's tired.